Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. Well, um, I'm going to just have just a quick little chat with us since it's a little bit later, but um, I'm going to talk about um, the gifts of the Spirit some more, actually. Um, isn't it fun? I just love it. Man, it's just so good. I'm actually going to talk um, in Ephesians again, um, but I want to kind of talk um, in the uh, first part and kind of the last part. So... Um, you know, in, in, of course, the gifts of the Spirit, everything about the Godhead is it flows through a place of love and unity. That's, that is the two things that if you ever want to be in the flow, concentrate on just love and unity. And that right there, those two things, it's just like a magnet to being in alignment with the Godhead. And, you know, whenever you, whenever you study Genesis and you see just how we were designed for love, we were made for it. It was, it was the thing that um, it can't be taken from us. You know, everything about you was designed just so the Godhead could love you. That was that was all that it's for. And you were made to be with them. You fit perfectly in with them. Yeah. That you, there's nothing, you're not all messed up and all jankety. You fit completely perfect with them. And so you may not always feel like you fit perfect, but you do. Rest assured, you do. And, um, you know, whenever you think about the gifts of the Spirit, then you're going to look at the places of love flowing through you and unity flowing through you. So I think uh, in the in the church, um, sometimes there has been like this weird hierarchy that's happened and then it's like, well, everybody wants to be one of the offices. They want to either be an apostle or they want to be a prophet. They want to be a teacher. They want to be blah, blah, blah. They want to be blah, blah, blah. They want to be these things because then it's almost like that will give them some validation for who they are. And, and you know, really all that is, it's just that love hasn't been perfected yet in, in you in whomever. So if if we're wanting to be something because that actually could give us some kind of um a sense of authority or sense of importance then that just is a place that love needs to get in there and have its perfect work in you. Because in the kingdom there's not this hierarchy of importance. The, the importance of the person that, say, the janitor, the, the cleaning the bathrooms, that's not any more important or less important than standing on the platform. And so if you don't see you and if you don't see the things that you do the way that he sees it, then you're going to be looking over and wishing that you had something else because that would be more self-serving for you. And so I just want to tell you today that if you want to be the very best you, 
Just do you the very best you can. Don't look over and want what somebody else has because you don't want their history. I, I'm sure you don't. And just likewise, I don't want your history. I got my own. And so I just want to be me. And I want to be me to the very best ability that I can. And so in, in the kingdom realm, there, there's not this hierarchy of people. And there's not this hierarchy of importance. And so if we can just bring that down, if we can just say, okay, I'm not going to need to just have this weird thing to make me feel important. And if, if I let that go, daddy, what does it really look like? How did you make me? How did you, what kind of gifts are in me that you want me to serve the world with? Because that is our role, right? We're serving each other. I know you thought that everybody was here to serve you, but they weren't. You were actually there to serve them, to serve the body. And remember, that is the gifts of the Spirit. It serves the body. You know, it is it is a thing that it's not like everybody can be one of the offices because then, you know, because what's the goal of the offices? They're They're equipping the saints for what? to do their own works. And so then if everybody's just going to be one of the offices, what are, what are we doing? We're just trying to just get everybody to what do their own office. And then, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know if you fall into that. If you feel like, man, I got to be one of those to actually be something. You really don't. You, you just really don't. I'm just here to tell you you don't because you actually have your own works that God is trying to teach you how to do and how to do it well. And um, I remember in my early days, and I'm sure I'm gonna, I could get some amens, but it was just like, man, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know what I'm born for. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, what, what am I made for? And I know what he, what he really talked to me about where there were two things, two things. The first thing is, if I was to take off the doing, I was made for love. And so then if I have that really secure in me, if I know that I know that I'm here, I'm actually here to be loved, then I can do things out of a place of being loved that if I am trying to figure out what to do, then I get into a place of performance. And so my first recommendation would be First, work on being loved. Are you loved? Do you know that you know that you're loved? Do you know that you're loved on your good days? Do you know that you're loved on your just crappy days whenever you just biffed it and you have done all kinds of chaos? Do you know that you know that you're loved? So then once you get that solidified, once your ace is there, then you could move on and you can say, okay, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm going to serve somewhere else until I, my thing, until I see what my gifting and calling is at. What, what lane am I bent in? What, what am I, what am I, what do I have a natural inclination to? And if you can just serve where you are, he'll open things up for you. But if you don't want to serve where you are, and you're just wanting to find out what you can do, then it's probably going to be a longer road for you. 
Because something happens whenever you position yourself in service, whenever you position yourself just to love people and love God, then that actually begins to open up things in the spirit that would otherwise be closed off to you. And so the mature believers know how to love and serve. So if you serve, do you secretly hope somebody is going to see you? Or do you secretly, like, do you secretly try and, like, take a shortcut and be like, okay, well, I know I'm supposed to clean the bathroom. I'm just going to take a rag and just do that and I'll call it good. Or do you get in there and you get some Clorox and you get whatever it is you clean with and do you get down and dirty in it and do you really work it? Do you get in that toilet and clean all around it or do you just do a little wipe on the seat and close it? What's your service like? Because if we're going to use if we're going to use the ministry of the Holy Spirit, let's be real. It is cleaning toilets. I know we want it to look a certain way. I know we want to be maybe preaching to 10,000 people or we want to be singing worship and doing all that. But can you just clean the toilet? Can the Holy Spirit move through you in a powerful way cleaning the toilet? He can. He can. He can. How well do you love to serve one another? Do you keep record of your service? You say, man, listen, I have gotten up and I've gotten you water five times and you have not gotten me anything. Or do you say, man, like you never, ever fix me something to eat. I always fix you something to eat. Do you offer to go the extra mile for those that you love and care about and that love and care about you? Let the Holy Spirit work through you in every single thing that you do. We can, we can talk about the offices. We can talk about the gift of discernment and prophecy and wisdom and all the things. Yes, those are absolutely gifts. But I believe with everything that I have that the gifts of the Spirit are not relegated to just what's on the written page. I believe that it can be in everything that you do whenever you are a a completely sold out worshiper whenever you know that everything you do is for one thing and it's for him whenever you're living your life that way man the holy spirit he just smears everything you touch just everything you touch he'll just smear it he'll smear it and then what's great is that you know you can go to like a doctor's office and you can just be going through and you can just be praying, God, I just release healing all around me. And you can just everywhere you go to the bathroom, man, I release healing here. And the Holy Spirit, there's a residue left from how you know him. That's why, that's why it's so important that we get it rectified if we're going to live from places of fear or love, because we will spread the two wherever we go. 
We're either smearing fear all over and control all over, or we are smearing freedom and peace and joy and just the reconciliation of the Holy Spirit with people. Like that's what we have the honor and privilege to do. So don't get it twisted that everything has to look a certain way because life can be a holy moment everywhere you go. You are a walking holy moment. It's you. You are the walking holy moment. You don't need to just wait around for somebody to come give you a holy moment. You go and you give that thing away. I love it. Uh, Tessa, she got knocked back on the things that she, you know, she's been going out serving and giving people words and somebody else just came and smacked her over the head with a beautiful word. That's just what that her smearing, it just came back on her. You're smearing has an effect on all those that you come in contact with. Don't sell yourself short and don't sell the Holy Spirit short by thinking that it doesn't. It matters. Everything about you matters. Every word that you speak, everywhere that you go, everything you're doing, it matters. It matters to the people that you come in contact with. Remember that the Holy Spirit is God. And if you remember it that way, then it kind of takes you outside this really weird thing like God is, it's got to be some big, huge, crazy thing for it to really matter. Because if you're smearing God around everywhere, that's a really big deal. It's not some tiny little thing. It's huge. So don't sell yourself short. How much room <clears throat> how much room do you give for the Holy Spirit to have his way in you? How much room do you make on a given day for him to have for him to have input into your life, into your heart, into your thoughts? How much how much um, do you allow others to speak into you? I love what Teresa was talking about the apostle and, you know, how they're meant to be a covering. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that the covering of an apostle is without any comparison. And so if you, if you feel like that that's control, I'm really sorry for you because you won't do it if you feel like it's control. Because it's absolutely not control at all. You have freedom to do whatever you want to do. But if you want the covering and oversight, and if you want the authority, and if you want the um, the alignment with what the God had set up, then you want to get under godly leadership. And so I just want to encourage you... Um, you know, you can test it. I. It's funny because, you know, Teresa and I, we've known each other for a lot of years. And so um, there's been a lot of highs and lows in our relationship. And, you know, just as relationships are, you know, they just go through things. And, you know, and I mean, and I know that I'm just so easy to get along with, right? And I'm just so, you know, it's just like I'm really, really just... I'm not strong-willed at all, and I'm just really easygoing. I don't have a lot of opinions, and so just kidding. 
But, you know, um, I'll never forget, there's been times whenever I completely got out from under her covering and I did my own thing. And I would say that it never has left me to anything good. And it has always caused me pain that I had to later go back and backtrack. And if you're somebody that really struggles with having the gift of people speak into your heart, then I'm really sorry. And you've got to deal with those trust issues because that's something that you cannot go without. And if you really want to walk in the authority that God's given you, you're going to have to allow other people into your life, into your thoughts, into your actions, into the things that you're doing. Because you know what? Face it. Everything that we can look at, everything that we do and think it's okay. It takes somebody else going, listen, that's crazy. And you're doing crazy stuff. And you need to quit doing that crazy stuff because you're crazy. And so I, I just really want to encourage you that you want the oversight of having leaders speak into your life. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what mama did, dada did, brothers did, sisters did. But that's not this house. And if you if you are afraid and if you're a struggle to get underneath people being able to really help you, let me just help you today. That's just the enemy. And it's a lie from hell. And that is the enemy's way of completely keeping you secluded and by yourself. And it's not going to work for you because you're meant for deep connection. You're not meant to just know each other's like, hi, how's the weather type thing. You are meant for a deep, deep, deep connection. Because whenever you are completely unveiled with people, man, that is freedom. You don't have to hide anymore thinking, oh, I hope they don't find that out about me. Oh, no, if they really knew, they wouldn't like me anymore. No, you find out it's so fake. It's so, it's completely just a farce. So I just say. Get it, get it out of you. Get it out of you. Get it away from you, and get some healing. That's probably what you need. Let's go over to Ephesians four, shall we? Uh, it starts out with, "As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank given to you in your divine calling." You know the divine calling is being his child. That is the high calling. So that just the fact that you are his and you've been chosen, you've been set apart, you've been marked, then that automatically has given you a beautiful calling that nobody else can feel. You're the only one that can feel it. And if you don't feel it, then it goes, then that, that little empty spot that you left just goes empty. And you, nobody else is going to do it because there's only one you. And so in this, in this living a life that's holy and that's suitable, does that, does that make you want to rise to the occasion or does that make you just want to oh, lay down because you can't do it? That makes me want to rise to the occasion. That makes me want to say, okay, hold on a second. Like I have this really divine calling. I have the divinity has put something in me that I am meant to do for the king of kings. 
And so I don't want to lay down my calling in the sake of something else. Say it's for the lesser things. Say that you you want to get a really good job. And so then you you don't care about just the spiritual things anymore and all that stuff. You just want to get make some money. Well, that's so you're giving up so much to not step into the divine calling that God has for you. You don't want to sacrifice anything and give up what he has for you whenever, man, like you could be so fulfilled doing the thing that God has called you to do. But we want to walk in a way that's holy. We want to, we want to walk in a way that's suitable to your high rank. You're not a pauper. Remember that, right? You know that, right? You're not a pauper. Say, I'm not a pauper. I'm not a, I'm not a homeless person. You are, you are royalty. You are a royal son or daughter. You were bought with a high price. You have great, great, great authority that's been given to you. Okay, verse 2. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Oh, I preached about that one, but I'm not going to preach it again because that, that'll preach right there, though. What's what's fun is, um, I believe it's, what word, which word is that? Oh, is it easy to find? Um, let me see if it's easy. I don't want to spend much time on it. Yeah, so uh, it says, with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another. That generous word literally means stretching. So think of it. Do you ever get stretched by your ability to love somebody? You know, those people, you know, the people that it's like, whew, man, oh, hold on a second. You are my holy grower right there. Just, I can, oh, let this have its perfect work in me right now. I can just, man, do y'all have those people that it's just like, okay, man, like I've got to see them like you see them. And whenever you do, it's just like, oh, there's no, it's not harder anymore. It's like, man, once you get the picture, it's good. But if you struggle with loving people, ask God for a prophetic word for them. And then you, that'll change. That's one thing that I love. I love to hear people's prophetic words because that does teach you how God sees them. And so even if you're like seeing just the ways they're affecting you, you know, you know, that thing where it's just like that rubbing up against you and it's like, okay, but if you hear, man, how much he loves them and how he's so completely madly devoted to them. It's like, okay, I got to check myself. And, you know, that's one thing, this is off, totally off topic, but speaking of communion, and we've been on that, right? Yes. We've been Everybody doing communion? Okay, perfect. So, you know, that one part of the communion is, of course, recognizing the body, the broken blood of Jesus, broken body and blood of Jesus. But um, I've been reading in a couple different books where actually – it's talking about how there's two different ways of seeing that, that the recognizing of the body, the, the people of God, 
that if you're having the right kind of um, mindset towards his body, how chosen and how Jesus is so embedded in them and that they are Jesus on the ground, I'm looking at Jesus in them, then whenever I take communion, I actually get the, I get the, um, the, um, the opportunity to really even be able to see each other rightly. So next time you take communion, as you're thinking about the body of Jesus, also think about the body of all of us and begin to thank him for the body that he's given you because we're all a gift to each other. We're a gift to each other. That's one thing about the offices is that one thing that is different in the offices than just like the spiritual gifts is that in the offices, the person in the office is the gift. Not It's not what they do. It's actually the person at that office is the gift. And so remember that we are all gifts to each other. And so hold each other accordingly. If Jesus is in them, it's hard to be critical and mean if he's in them, isn't it? If you're, th- if you're thinking some bad things, about people sometimes, just picture Jesus's face on them and then see if you can still do that. See if that changes your thoughts at all. I'd be like, oh, okay, hold on. I probably won't do that. Um, okay, it says, um, oh, I'm running out of time, aren't I? I just started. Okay, hold on. Um, I think I'm on, yep, I'm on three. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. So how do you, how to, how do you keep yourself in the bonds of peace with those that you're in relationship with? Do you know how you stay in peace with people? I'll make it easier. You're not a doormat. We're going to learn about boundaries. You you learn to quit always needing to have your way. And quit being a control freak. I would ask whoever was a post if you are a post control freak but I won't I won't have you raise your hand but I bet that there's a few in here so do you fight for your own way do you fight for control do you fight to have all of your fear needs taken care of or are you able to see each other We're talking about the Holy Spirit's gifts working in the body and what makes him at home in the body What makes him feel like he's welcomed in in here, in your home, in your heart? How can you make him feel welcome? Do you know what he likes? Do you know what he doesn't like? Do do, Do you know what causes you to lose sight of him? that you're no longer paying attention to him anymore? Do you, are you self-aware enough to know what it looks like for you to foster 
just the Holy Spirit activation and His presence in your life. Here, do you know how to do it here? When you come in those doors, what do you do? When you come in the doors, do you say, man, I hope the music's not loud today. Man, I hope they don't go too long. Man, I hope nobody's in the bathroom when I need to go. Or do you walk through those doors and you say, wow, God is about to move. Wow, I can be in the house whenever God shows up to meet with people. He comes to meet with me. And, and do you, if you know your divine calling, then you know I walked in the door and so I get to have an actual role to play in welcoming the King of Kings into this room. How do, you, how do you foster making the Holy Spirit feel welcomed? Do you judge people's experiences? Do you judge us shakers? Do you judge the laughers? Do you judge the those that don't want to look? Hey, what do you do? What's, what's the deal? What, what's the deal? What do you do? What do you do? Does the Holy Spirit feel welcome with you? Are you living up to your divine calling? Are you living a way that whenever you stand before him, that, that you know that you know that you gave him everything that you had? That you know that you know that you loved him and you loved people with all that you had. With everything you could possibly muster, you loved people. Love gets really messy and it gets really weird. And he, it is so important to Jesus that he died for it. So I'm just saying, you may have to get a little bit messy to be able to love people and love them well. For the Lord God is one, and so are we, for we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. Hallelujah. He's my Father. He's your daddy, too. We got the same daddy. And he is the perfect Father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. And he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. That is huge. What the heck? I think that's bigger than me. That's bigger than you. This is why he says he ascends into the heavenly heights, taking his many captured ones with him, and gifts were given to men. Or it says men were given as gifts. So good. Ah, man, that really makes you lose any kind of orphan mindset that you possibly could have that you're somebody's gift. You are a gift. A difference between an office, this is Sarah speaking, this is not the Bible, okay? <laughs> a difference between an office versus a gift is that the office, the person is the gift. It, is the, it isn't the position they hold. I'm sorry, it's the position they hold, sorry. So remember that you can have the gift of prophecy without being a prophet, you can operate in miracles, although you may not be an evangelist. Okay? 
So remember that there you can operate in both of them, but just not maybe have the actual office of it. Um, let's go down to let's go down to twelve, and it says, and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Do you look at your life? Maybe you go to work. Maybe you have a job. Do you look at your, I mean, sometimes sometimes people don't go to work. Hey, what can I say? Do you go to work and do you look at it that you are extending the kingdom where you are? Is that is that your viewpoint? Are you are you showing up to the job saying, okay, the kingdom of God is here because you're here, right? Kingdom of God's here. Kingdom of God is here. And so here I am. Now, how am I going to make the kingdom of God advance in my workplace? Or do you go to work and you're like, okay, I'm here to do a job. I'm here to get paid. And then I'm going to go home. And hopefully I'm going to go do what my real calling is somewhere. That's just other churches down the street. I don't think it's here. It's just rhetorical. Remember that we aren't meant to do ministry all by ourselves. That you are meant to do ministry with each other. And if, if there is not anything in you that doesn't want the glory, that doesn't need to be known, that's fine with just letting other people be lifted up, then that won't be a hard concept for you, that we're all in it together. We're all doing it together. We all just want to make Jesus famous, right? We want him to be the one that's known. If if we go in to our places of impact, knowing that it's not about us, then that actually gives the Holy Spirit more room to move through us. But if we are wanting all of the glory for ourselves, if we're wanting to be fed, if we're wanting to be known for our accomplishments, then that really does stop the Holy Spirit from being able to move in you. So if there's anything in you that you, um, you know, just have maybe some low self-esteem, you just got to really check yourself with that because if you want to step into great places of advancement with the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to not need it to do something for you. Teresa talked about it on Sunday. It really is important because if if we um, will we'll turn ministry into our own personal validation and that's dangerous because we can't be trusted to carry the glory that way. We can't be trusted if we'll want it for ourselves. If you want momentum in your life, get around others that have momentum. If you if you find yourself stuck or stagnant or um, not able to really have breakthrough. Get around people that have breakthrough. Let their gifts smear you, and it will provide breakthrough for you. That's the beauty of that is the beauty of community. That if you truly get all in 
then there is no such thing as ever, ever having to fight your own battles. You're never by yourself. That each, like each one of you, we get to go to each other's heights, meaning that whenever you have a breakthrough, that provides a breakthrough for me. Your breakthrough actually is the yes and amen for my breakthrough. And so, you know, you don't ever want to be an island all to yourself because then you just got to, you've got to be the one that hammers out all your own ground instead of being able to say, man, like I get to run on somebody else's ground that they actually tilled up. And you want to do that. You don't want to have to do it all by yourself. And, you know, I think orphans, orphan-minded people, maybe you're not actually an orphan, but orphan-minded people, it can be hard to get in with other people. And I just, you know, it's just a lie that the enemy wants to keep you separated because there's such freedom and there's such momentum and family. That's why God, God could have done it any way, and he chose he chose two ways of um, us knowing him and his kingdom. He chose by family, by being a father, by having brothers and sisters, and he chose having a kingdom. And those two things are they're very telling for the Godhead. One is that he wants for you to be so close as a father and a daughter or son and um, son and father. But it also says that you're living in a place where it's not a democracy, where you're actually under a king and his lordship. And so you don't want to just go doing your own thing and call it good because you actually serve a king and a kingdom. And there's great um, authority and you have so much room to execute his way on the earth if you get underneath his rule and reign. He does not, everything's not okay with him. So you need to check in with it. I love that Teresa's talked about like, what kind of clothes are we wearing? Like, what kind of message do we want to send to people? Those kinds of things matter to God. And, and it, it matters more from the standpoint of, is anything so important that you wouldn't, that like it could even possibly be something that God wouldn't like. Like, I guess for me, I'm just like, well, wait, is that something that he would like or is it not? And it's just like, well, I wouldn't even want to give it the time of day. Like, I, I just want to be a walking billboard for him. I want for whenever people come up to me, I want them to know what I stand for. And they may know that by what I wear, but they're going to know it by what I exude. I exude something. You exude something. If you are more aware of your trauma and pain, you exude that. If you're more aware of the beauty and the glory that is residing in you, then you exude that. And so we just want to really think about how we represent ourselves whenever you go places. Are you, does it look like if Jesus was sitting right next to you, would that be good? Do you think that way? Like whenever you're wearing clothes, like if, if I was sitting here eating dinner with Jesus, would he be good with that? That's just good. Is he satisfied with your words? Is he satisfied with your inner thoughts and your ruminating and all those good things? Do what pleases him.
do it pleases the king. He is a great, he's a sweet father, and he is so perfect in every way, but he's also a king. And he also is in charge of the kingdom. So be underneath it. I've gone off and it's gotten late. Okay. <clears throat> I want to just um just give you a few more scriptures because I just want you to um we've we've been met with a really great um charge a um you know Jesus left us with a mandate and he left us with what what are we supposed to do what is it that too what else what are we supposed to do yes that too we're supposed to heal the sick raise the dead okay so um and acts <clears throat> It says that, but I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be seized with power or basically, or you will seize power. And it says that, um, <clears throat> but I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be seized with power. You will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the j distant provinces, even to the remotest places on the earth. And it also says that in, um, it says in, hold on a second. <clears throat> um, in 1 Corinthians, it says, but I will come soon if he pleases the Lord, and I will find out not only what these arrogant ones, you know, Paul's so funny, I love him, but he's talking about these people that they're super apostles. But he says um, what these arrogant ones are saying, but also if they have power to back up their words. For the kingdom realm of God comes with power, not simply impressive words. So I want to I want to close up close up with this. That we have been um, commanded that we walk in the um, in the we're supposed to walk in the way that our high rank affords us. We're supposed to be ones that welcome the Holy Spirit and we use all the gifts that he's given us to free others. We have been given a mandate to use the healing that we've been, re that we've been given and we're supposed to give it away. And also, we've also been given power to heal and to set other people free. That's not, that That was our, since the Holy Spirit came and took residence in us, that is our responsibility that we do that. And so if we're not doing that, then we just have to go to the drawing board and we have to keep putting ourselves out there. We have to keep putting ourselves in situations that we have to pray for people. And it's It could be uncomfortable if they don't get healed. Like, let's be real. Does everybody feel like if you see somebody that wants that you know God wants to heal, are you like, oh, what happens if they're not healed? We have to confront that in ourselves because we're supposed to, we've been given an assignment that we've been seized with power and we're meant to give that power away. We're not supposed to have just words, but we're supposed to represent him with power. And so we know we've already been given power, right? Do you know that? You have the power in you. So you've been marked, you have divine gifts, and you're infused with power, and you have a high ranking. And so we have no excuses. 
but to give the world everything that the Godhead died to give them. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com. Okay